Welcome to Belmont Banter, the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC. Every week we chat to ex-players, supporters and invited guests here on Belmont Banter. Welcome to the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Hello again everyone and welcome to Belmont Banter. And this week we've got one of Whitstable's, uh, I want to say sons, but when he joined us he was 24 years old. So, um, Andy Keir, how are you doing Andy? Hi Tony, I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? Good, yeah, yeah, really good Andy, really good indeed. How are you finding this lockdown? Uh, it's challenging, isn't it? It's been, yeah. it's been a long, long, hard stretch. I don't think it's over yet either. So. Oh, okay. All right. Then, uh, we'll get, get straight, we'll get straight on we, and we'll talk about some football. Man. And I played for Eagles for two or three seasons. Um, but it was a bit, it was hard. We were, the, we were the best team around. And as far as we, as I was concerned, we had probably two tough games all season against the best team from Thanet and the rest of them we won comprehensively. It was a case of how many we'd score and they might get one. It, it, was, it was okay, but it was, it wasn't a challenge as a as a football. It wasn't good for us as footballers, really, if we're honest. So, uh, and was that? That was just um, that was East Kent Youth League, I think, back in the day. Eagles was was the sort of cream of, of Chaucer where I went, Simon Langton School, and um, Frank Hooker, Canterbury High, whatever it was. And they, they, you know, we had a, we had a strong team there, and we played. I think it was Westgate Sports and Thanet twice a year. They were quite close, but every other game we'd win handsomely. We basically give the ball to the winger. Everyone would go in the box. He'd cross it, and we'd score anywhere between four and fifteen. I think a game. It's, it wasn't too challenging, really. No, it, it, that can be as difficult as it is fun because sometimes when you say it's not that challenging, there's nothing much to drive you on, is there? No, I mean, in in in, in this day and age, I think um, it certainly would be frowned upon. It wasn't. It wasn't good for making any of us better footballers. I don't think. Weird how these strange results are occurring now in the leagues, isn't it? In the Premier League, I mean, yeah, seven ones and eight nils, and what we've been getting—it's just odd. Yeah, it's got to be somehow got to be down to the lack of fans. I'm not quite sure how, but it's got to be whether you know when they go <laughs> three, four nil down early on, whether some teams give up a bit. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I think you've probably hit something on the head there. You, the words of wisdom then for someone who's played, played a lot of football. When did you start sort of concentrating on, let's call it the Kent League or thereabouts? Um, well, late really. I, I don't. I did. I, funny enough, I don't know if you know this. I played under 18s for Whitstall Town when I was still at school. Uh, I think that was the first year from memory that Whitstall ever had a Kent Youth League team, yeah. uh, and we weren't very good, if I'm honest. Um, we got beaten heavily most weeks. We played against the likes of Millwall, Tottenham. It was an eye opener, definitely, and it was. It was hard work. We were just thrown together at the last minute, I think, just before the season started, and, and it was it was a trial. And it, it was uh, it was hard work each Sunday to, to go and play against much teams that had formulated much better teams over the years, and we were we were just lads thrown together really. After that, I went to uni for a few years and played up there a little bit, and then um, my first local league stuff was for Bishopsbourne in the Kent County League, and I played there for three years in my. Uh, late teens, early twenties, um, and that was good fun. That was really good fun. Can you remember who the manager was there? Uh, Bishopsbourne. I played. Oh, God, Mickey. Ed- I mean, Mickey Edwards originally, then Clive Green. It was. They were mainly sort of Folkestone, Dover lads. I was the youngest out of a lot of them. But it was. It was. It was great fun. It was great fun. And in my last 
in my last year there, we had a lad called um, Jason Bartlett come and play for us, who was ex-Dover. He's hurt his knee and his brother played for us, Simon played for us, and uh, Jason played for England semi-pro. And he came and played sort of left back. I played right back of a back three, and he was an amazing player. He was brilliant. I learned so much from him. And if anything, he told me to try and play at a higher level, Ken League and above. So yeah, I, owe, I owe it to him to give it, giving it a go. Good for you. That's that's a catalyst, isn't it? Yeah. I mentioned Mark Mundy just now, but Mark Mundy again had one person that he felt was almost like um, an arm to put around his shoulder, advice, telling him yeah. what to do, when and where. And he said yeah. that was a catalyst for him as well. Yeah. Well, basically, Jason said I ought to try and give it a go. And then that season, Canterbury City were doing open trials. Simon Tutt and Mary and George were just taken over management. And I was Canterbury lad and I went to the open trials and it, that's where it all started really. I got in and, and that's when I started playing um, Kent League football. Was that the days when uh, Canterbury used to play on the speedway track? Yeah, so I, I had two seasons at Canterbury. The first season was was at the speedway track and it was hard work. I mean, you know, no no fans whatsoever. A rough pitch, bobbly, dry, a long way from the stands. I, Marion used to play for Whitsport, I think, before we came there. And Simon, they did they did a really good job. I and mean, we weren't disgraced. We finished somewhere in the bottom half, but we did really well. And they, they tapped into the local universities and we had a few lads come and play from there. And, it, and and we'd all have a meal out on a Saturday night in Canterbury. It was it was really, really good stuff, actually. They did brilliantly. The second season I was at Canterbury, they'd gone. I can't remember what happened. Lee, Lee Bosson took over. We lost the ground. We were playing home games, some at Whitstable, some at Herne Bay. We had, I can't remember where we trained, or perhaps we weren't training. It was that was hard work, and that was the last season Canterbury existed in that in that time. Yeah. I think they folded the season after. I will remember that era because I I've been there. I can hold my hand up and say I was at Canterbury City's old ground. I haven't yeah. even seen you because in the lead up to that demise, as it were, I went there quite a few times when Whitstable right. or even if they didn't have a game on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did. We that's I say the first season with Simon Merriam was was good fun, and that was my first experience of it. And yeah, it was it was it was. Um, I thought they did really well to, to get some very good results in that that, that season. So you can empathise with these uh, clubs that are now playing in front of no cra- crowds because yeah, I mean, exactly. There used to be a thing in the paper about one man and his dog turning up, didn't it? Do you remember? That was about that was about right. Yeah. And it's really sad that Canterbury City, at that particular time, I know they've since reformed, but couldn't have pushed on a bit because, as you say, they had some good players. Yeah, yeah. I think the the, the club suffered a bit, and the success, to be fair, as I said about my brother, the success of the rugby club and hockey club. They're both na- top division nationally, uh, and 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 your average sports fans would go and watch that because it was a good standard. Um, and Canterbury really did. You know, if we got thirty people, it was a bonus. And, the, and as you, you, you've highlighted the actual pitch, I'm not talking so much about the condition of the pitch, but the peripheral, I mean, you could not get anywhere near the edge of the crowd, could you? Because no, no, no. The, yeah, it was a speedway track and it just then became a greyhound track, yeah, a long way from a stand. And there was only one stand, I think, wasn't there, on one side. The rest was all um, just going to stand around the other side. Yeah, there was no atmosphere there, really. Where was that club up in London where we used to play all the time, where they had the, um, it was a sports... Oh, Pirith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the same thing, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their stand was about 300 yards from the centre circle. That's right, yeah. Are. So, yeah, anyway, you had you enjoyed your time then? 
Yeah, the second season was a heart, and I didn't know. I mean, when that came to an end, it was pretty obvious that the, the club as a whole was was gonna was gonna fold. Um, and I wasn't sure what to do then, and that's when I came to Whitstable. And that so would have been when that. you were what nineteen about then? No, no, no. I was I was an old boy. I was probably twenty four ish, I think. But I yeah, John Roseman gave me a ring, uh, and I didn't have a clue who John was, if I'm honest. And I didn't know much about Ken League really. I just in my own bubble there, and I went and did pre season at. Uh, we were doing it at Gillingham. We were training in a field in Gillingham, somewhere around there. And I didn't know anyone really other than well, some of the lads who left, actually. So Jimmy Pickard and Scott Forbes, I sort of knew. But I didn't know the rest. This is when all the lads came down from London. And I didn't know any of them. But So I, I just went to pre-season, trained hard and, and got in. So the rest is history on that front. He was a bit of a lad, was John Rosen, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was good. They, 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 were, they were... Yeah, it was I. He was, he was a... It was a good year that year. We won the cup. Um, it was um, playing with people who a completely different route from me. A lot of them had played a very high standard and nearly made it as pros um, and, and were playing Kentley, whereas I'd literally been playing part football with my mates and thought I'll give it a go at the age of 24. So, yeah, it, it was it was good for me to play with those people. Absolutely. And there were some characters amongst amongst the, the players, weren't there? They were, yeah. 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 I'm glad you mentioned Jimmy Pickard because uh, along with yourself, he was probably one of my favourite defenders. And the, and the reason for that was he was so wholehearted and so were you as well. Mm. Yeah, I, I knew Jim. He's, he's living in Canterbury, really. And he, he was probably my next brother's age. I think they played together at youth football. So, And his, his older brother was my age, so we, we just know each other, really. I'm, I'm right in thinking that Jimmy worked on the railways, didn't he? Yeah, I, I mean, again, I, I used to bump into him occasionally, you know, Tesco's or something like that, just bump into him in Ashford, but I haven't, I haven't seen him for a long time now, to be honest. because no, I, 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 he was telling me a story once. I said to him, how did work go, Jim? And he said something like, oh, I finished at four this morning. And there mm. he was playing football. Yeah, that's fair play, isn't it? Yeah, that's great. That's what you have to do for that level, isn't it? Yeah. So um, your time at, uh, at Whistable, what about the Derby games? Good fun? Hey, yeah, good fun. Guaranteed yellow card. Yeah, they were they were they were good feisty days in those days. Um, as you know, I, I did the first, I, I made a career error and went to Herne Bay briefly uh, after that first season, and then came back again. I didn't even I think I did probably six seven months there, and then came back to Whitstable after that. But yeah, they were always quite feisty. Whether they are still now, or whether you can't tackle like you used to, but they used to have a few incidents in them. There was lots of cards shown in those days. There were, weren't there? And the funny thing was. Virtually all of us have played. Most of us have played for both teams at one point or another. Yes. You know, you were you were playing against your teammates, your friends, and and it still didn't matter on the day. So. Well, the weird thing about it was you'd be fighting on a Saturday and then playing together on a Sunday. Exactly. That's it. Everyone knew it, and and that was it for ninety minutes. It was it was funny. <laughs> yeah, it really was weird, wasn't it? But it's part of football. I mean, you know, you know, if you play it hard, you can enjoy it afterwards, can't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think yeah. You know, the rules have changed a bit. You used to get away with more in those days, didn't you? You're saying that with a wry smile on your face, Andy. Well, the, the, the tackles used to be a bit, bit healthier, so we say. <laughs> I suppose if you dish it out, you can expect to take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so you played under John Roseman, then you went off to Herne Bay, then you came back. That's right. Yeah, J Jason Bragg signed me back. Uh, I was... I came back when when he took over actually so I think it was within a week or so of that so he, I was his first signing when he went Tomsey came in and I played for him for however many seasons it was and then Seeks I think was the next yeah. one after that, that, that was, 
yeah, and he was still there when I left. So, yeah, yeah. I think it was about nine years from start to finish. I, th I think it was, yeah, because I, I remember I remember doing a piece with you when I was used to do the videos for the club, and uh, at the time, that particular time, I think you were the longest serving player in recent, well, I'll say recent memory, but uh, mm. I think the only other one was uh, Russell Mason. He probably, he probably, mm -hmm. he had more games than you. Yeah, yeah. Length, I don't know. I'll have to check. He out. was slightly before me, actually. He was. I, I, he wasn't under. I think he left when Roseman was there. So yeah, I, I remember. I know Russell, obviously, but yeah, yeah. yeah he didn't play for. He, he played before me, and, and sort of we swapped over. I think. Yeah, I think he did. He probably um, went to Hamburg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you during your time at Whistle? Did you captain the side a few times? Yeah. So uh, when Siegs became manager, he made me captain. Uh, so I was captain for. A, season and a half i think which is great oh i did it i can remember doing it a couple of times when he when you know when he was captain i was vice captain he got injured or or, or missed a game or whatever and I, I did it for the first time i think it was mason away which is massive game in those days and uh, yeah i loved it absolutely loved it yeah. it's a real honor it's good 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 bunch of guys good team and good players then i mean really good players yeah, I feel like I went through a few eras, really, because, you know, there wasn't anyone. Well, Andy Constable was closest to playing from start to finish with me, I think. He he, he was he was there under John and, and there at the ends. But apart from that, other people um, sort of transitioned out of, you know, out of John's John's lot into into Seeks's lot towards the end. Of course, Andy's still playing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't envy him. I see messaging now and again. And I can't believe he's still doing it. He's a bit younger than me, but um, fair play to him. No, no, fair play. My mid-30s to me was was enough, to be honest. <laughs> so when did you actually hang your boots up then? You know, as I well, in the sense of uh, playing for Kent League or... Uh, last season, I was 34, 35, I think, because I, I didn't I didn't really feature in that um, league-winning team. I was playing for the reserves most that season um, with a few games now and again for, for Mark. And that was the last season. I, thought, I enjoyed it, but I, I was—I think I was 35 then, and I thought my legs are going a bit, so put my feet up. It's been—it's been—it's been a good run. And was that made for you in football? Well, no, not really, because then I played Sunday league for a while. Uh, then I started playing veterans. Oh, just—I I played a lower league. You know, it was division. I played with my, one of my youngest brother's teams, and it was division three or four. It was just so I could play midfield and have a bit of a run around and take penalties, score some goals. And I did that for a few years, and it was all right. Right. Then I played Chartham, which is where I live. Uh, veterans had an over 35s team. And I did that for probably, I don't know, four or five years. That was good fun. Yeah. And then the veterans started getting younger and I was getting older. So that got harder. And well, I played, I think they started playing a few over 45 games and I played a couple of them, which is all right now. It's a bit slower again. <laughs> That's a bit slower. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's almost like gone full circle. But but then you you started coaching. Yeah. So my eldest son wasn't that interested in football. My middle son is sporty. He showed signs of wanting to play football from a very young age. Uh, so and luckily in the village I live in, um, I live about two hundred meters from Jimmy Strouts, right. who is an exceptional coach. Um, and when and he's got a son the same age. So when Jamie and Jacob were four or five, we took on the mantle as a as the dream team of. of running Chartham Sports under eight or whatever it was at that age. And, and we did that together. Uh, we went from Charlton to Canterbury Youth up till last year when they were under 15s. Uh, and then Jamie, my son, has 
hung, not hung his boots up, temporarily hung his boots up to concentrate on his running because he's a middle distance, yeah, middle distance cross country runner, and he and he's struggling to find the balance in both of them. So I've stopped coaching on that front, and Jimmy's taking them on still. So he's still doing that. I still see him now and again. I go and watch him now and again to keep my keep my eye in. And some of those boys I've known for eleven years now. So who does your um, son run for? What what club? Well, he's part of the he's part of Invicta Club in Canterbury. Yeah, he's, he's, and that's my passion now. You know, the amount of miles I've done running around the country over the last couple of years is, is amazing, and he's, it's 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 great to watch him run. He, he's, he's got a great technique. He's, he's nothing like me, but he's um, he's effortless really. And, and fifteen hundred meters, he came fifth in in England last year in the fifteen hundred meters. He's 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 got a bit a lot of ability there. He's an elite runner then. Yeah, yeah, he's up there. He's, he's very very quick. Really, it's terrifying, Tony. Right. Terrifying. I used to keep up with him until he was about 10. And then, Christian, and he's, what's his Christian name so everyone can keep a lookout for him? Uh, Jamie. So Jamie Keir. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. Well yeah. done, well done. It does be cross country and a bit of 1,500 metres. And unfortunately, this year has been, well, there's been no competition since March, I think, was the last time he ran a proper race. And but he's kept the training up and he's still looking good, just waiting for things to hopefully next year kick on again. So what's a sort of like a normal sort of training run for him? Does he do distance running? Yeah, it's sort of um, a mixture of speed work and, and stuff. And then he's doing you know, one-minute runs, one-minute pace, one-minute rest, one-minute pace. And he'll do Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday sessions, um, Sunday, Wednesday, long runs, and have Friday and Monday off. And balancing that with football, <laughs> with Jimmy's football coaching was quite a, quite hard work last year. So I think he felt that he's uh, he's going to concentrate on the running for a little while. You say, how old do you say? He's 16. He's yeah, he's just turning sixteen soon. No, he's still at school. Yeah, he's still at school. He's got GCSEs this year. All right, okay. Means, yeah. Well, if they ever go back. If they ever probably. go back, yeah, it's just yeah. such a weird year, isn't it? Really odd. Yeah, and um, I've got a younger one. The younger one is nine. Um, he plays Canterbury Youth, and he's yeah, he's into his football. But I'm not coaching him. I just take the pleasure of going and watch, stand from the sideline, guide my eye, tell him where he went wrong afterwards. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Now, you mentioned uh, Jimmy Strouts and what a player. Wow. There's a little story I can tell you about. You probably know about it anyway. But when uh, Seeds was manager, we were struggling at one time during the winter. Pitches were, you know, they were terrible. Compared to pitches today, to yeah. you know, 10 years ago, they were awful. Seeds said, oh, I've got a, I'm signing a guy. It's my time when I was there in the, in the chair. And uh, he said, I'm, I'm going to sign a new guy. I said, who's this? And he said, Jimmy Strouts. I said, Jimmy Strouts? I said, he's a bit old, isn't he? He said... <laughs> Don't you worry about Jimmy Strauss, he said. He's going to play alongside me in midfield. He said, what Jimmy will do, he'll win the ball, he'll give me the ball, because Seeds was playing player manager at the time. He yeah. said, he'll give me the ball, he said, and then we're off. And I went, oh, yeah, okay, well, I trust your judgment. Wow. He really did impress me, I've got to say. He's, wasn't he a good player? Oh, he's a machine. I mean, we still, he played vets with me here at Charleston. We've, we've played a few games with each other recently. And yeah, it's, it's funny. He's funny. We have we have a laugh. Try. He makes you work. You run for him. If he tells you to run, you run. Yeah. <laughs> okay, just get on with it. I like that. He, he tells you to run, you just run. Yeah. Yeah. He had a spell as um, manager at Parisham, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he had a little spell at Canterbury as well in the new in the new venture. But I mean, he's 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 got two boys, and the eldest one's doing very well at Maidstone at the moment, and Jacob's at Canterbury where he coaches. But yeah, Jimmy's. He's, he's solid. He's a good coach. Very good coach. I was just, I was just bibs and, you know, bibs and cones basically, and I'd run around putting the cones out where he told me to, and then move them by a couple of inches because they weren't right and and stuff like that. So, 
a couple of inches. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm joking? No, I don't. I don't. And I, I asked about the coaching as well because Andy C was telling me that he's going to get into coaching. He's doing a bit with his boy, but uh, he wants to get into coaching. But uh, it's not all. It's not easy, is it? It's not easy. It's a lot of commitment. Um, that's what I'm quite enjoying at the moment. Just, I mean, I still run Jamie and he's running around all the time, but just watching Daniel play, um, he's got, you know, a lad who coaches on his own and he, he knows that I'd, I'd always help out if he wanted to, but it's quite nice just to, just to watch really. Yeah. And, you know, they're only nine and 10, but it, it, you know, going back to right at the beginning now, these boys have been playing football since they're five and it's so, they've got such better chance of being good footballers than when, when I was that age. I, I was never, to be honest, I was never really coached until I went to Canterbury City at 24, 23, wow. 24. Not, well, not properly, not like they were now. I've got to say, I stopped playing at 18. My, my knee just went. Um, but I was never coached. It was just, you know, playing with your mates and that's all it was. Yeah, exactly. And you just play five side games, don't you, from the start. Yeah, whereas, now, whereas now, the ability of some of these under under 10 teams, you see, is just crazy, really. They can use both feet. They know about finding space. It's really, it's really encouraging. It is, yeah. I mean, we've got a, a really promising academy down at Whistle now, really, really good. And the, the chairman there, um, Steve Clayton, we've now got 26 sides at Whistle. It's incredible. Mm. You know, right mm. from like under fives or how, whatever the youngest age is, girls, team, yeah. right the way through. It's amazing. Yeah. It, in fact, I'd go back to you, Joe. The, the team that I took on, so that year group that me and Jimmy took on were the first year that had all the FA new rules come in, so smaller-sided games, uh, smaller goals, uh, retreat line through yep. youth football. So they were the groundbreaking year. So those boys are now 16. You hope that if the FA's plan has come to fruition, when these boys are 2021, that's when England will have a whole new array of players who've had this coaching from the age of five, basically. So it's more skills-based skills than anything else, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, you know, you understand what why they do the retreat line is to, is to give everyone a, t a few touches rather than the big fast boys at the age of six just dominating is to give everyone touch to get to get the ball out of their feet and, and just you know learn to play football really i'm learning something i've never heard of retreat line yeah it's when you know when 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 team a gets a goal kick up until under nines or something that the other team have to retreat to the halfway line so they get a chance to pass the ball around and do something with it rather than just getting beaten by the fastest boy on the pitch from every goal kick. Or hoof it forward, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's hopefully, you know, we'll see the rewards of it in years to come. So. Yeah. But um, there's there's lots and lots of skillful young lads out there now, aren't there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm always amazed by them, really. No, oh, sorry. yeah, yeah, Sam. Yeah. Not, not, yeah Watford, not Watford, Norwich. Yeah, Sam McCullen, yeah, because John, yeah, his, his dad played John, at, um, uh, he played at Herne Bay with me. Yeah, so, yeah. I like John. Nice. Yeah, great man. I was a yeah. bit upset, you know. He came to uh, came to us once for um, a job as a manager, and I was a bit disappointed he didn't get it. I thought yeah, he's he's coming. involved in Home Bay Youth, isn't he? He's the chairman yeah. of the youth team there. Yeah, I thought he got something about him. Mm. We've had a few over the years that have uh, opted to cross over either management, obviously players coming mm. and going, as you uh, obviously know. Mm. So yeah, so it's good. So going forward now for you. Football is just for you just watching the game now. Uh, yeah, I think that's it at the moment. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know really. We'll see how the running goes with Jay and 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 how far he can go at that. And and Daniel, I don't know really how he's going to progress, but he's he's quite a good footballer. So we'll see how that goes. I might get back into it. You never know.
that's true. I actually prefer, to be fair, I actually prefer coaching the younger ones rather than the 14, 15, 16 year olds. I found that easier. I don't know why. It's my man, my, my personality, whatever, but I just found it a bit easier. They get they get bullshit when they get fourteen fifteen. They certainly do, don't they? That, that's the day, that's the age when they question start questioning everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mind you, I've got a four year old granddaughter who thinks she's twenty four. I think. <laughs> they learn so much from that box on the wall, don't they? And everything, yeah, yeah. Everything comes from that. You yeah. know, and when the players are watching it, the younger players they're watching the Premiership. That again is an element that they take on board, isn't it? Not only the skills level, but all the other stuff as well. Yeah, you know, football at the moment, it's, it's it's quite hard watch sometimes, isn't it, with VAR and, and the slow motion replays showing the most pathetic touches. They're not even fouls. I can't call them fouls getting 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 awarded with free kicks and penalties and red cards. It's it's hard work. And the cameras don't help, I don't think. Yeah, it is hard work. Well, it's not been hard work talking to you today, mate. I've uh, really enjoyed it. It's been a good, good chat. And you've been very open with me about it, which is nice. So you've gone full circle right the way from uh, youth football at Canterbury, then right the way through Whistleball, Hernby. But you never ended up playing anywhere else, did you, really? Just no, I, yeah, I stayed local. Hyde, Hyde you yeah, you didn't interview Justin Lutchard. When he was at Hyde, he was, he was trying to get me to go down there. Uh, I think it was under Tomsey's spell. And, and I, um, I didn't want to make the same mistake mistake I made as was going to Herne Bay um, yes. because I just didn't fit in at Herne Bay. Uh, I went and played a pre-season friendly for for Hyde and it was all right. We won and it was okay. But I was, I felt, I think a lot of it's feeling feeling at home and I felt at home in Whistable. So I, I turned down Justin and, and Hyde and he doubled his money and he kept offering more and he kept doubling it. And I, I, I stayed at Whistable then and I, very glad I did, to be honest. Yeah, it's good fun. Nothing good. against Hyde, because Hyde's, Hyde's a well-run club as well. But, yeah, um, yeah that was in, in the middle of Matt's, uh, Tomsey's um, reign. And, yeah, it was good fun then. Really good fun. Enjoyed so, it a lot. Matt was a very underrated manager, I felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, I mean, he was very different from uh, Sieg's. Oh, completely. As you probably imagine, you know. And, yeah, but and very laid back. I like, yeah, Tomsey was good fun. I haven't seen I haven't seen Tomsey since he left, to be honest. And that's oh, yeah. a long time ago. I have no idea what he'd do. Yeah, you know, no, as you know, I see you at the game and I, and I I still keep in touch with some lads. I was down there with Shane and Ryan um the other week, Shane Davis and Ryan, Ryan Davis. I'll have to speak to both of them as well. Yeah. And, they'll have and, some and, stories to tell. Yeah, they're they're good lads. And so we met up for and we we've been talking about it for years, absolutely years about meeting up at Whistle Game and we eventually did it. So eventually did it, yeah. Yeah, Matt Thomas, I, I felt he was really hard done by because he won the league with Maidstone after all those years and got them out of the Kent League. And as soon as he did that, they, they sacked him straight away. Mm. I mean, football's a mm. really strange, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't even yeah. give him a chance. He came, he, and we, fortunately for us, we snapped him up. And then in the background to that, there was other stuff going on with Matt at home or whatever, you know, personal stuff. And uh, then Matt moved on. But uh, yeah, like you, I haven't heard from him since. That's no. another one I need to get hold of because Matt's got some stories as well. Yeah, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. Well, um, we'll uh, we'll wind that up here now, Andy. And uh, all I'll finish off by saying was thanks very much, Andy Keir, for a, a great chat today. Like all the chats we've been having, they've been good fun. So, if you're listening to this for the first time on Belmont Banter, then uh, look back through the list of what we've got. We've got lots and lots of managers, players, ex-players uh, who've given their time up for us, and we're grateful. So, thanks, Andy. And we'll speak again soon, mate. Cheers. Cheers, sorry. Have a good Christmas. Thank you, Andrew. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. 
They are providers of optical fiber services to the telecoms industry, specializing in optical fiber provision, local and long haul. We offer a full turnkey solution to our clients throughout London and the south of England. Contact us through the website for more details. Your host, Tony Rouse, every week on Belmont Banter for news about local football in Kent and beyond. I do hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of Belmont Banter. Don't forget there's a new episode out every week which comes out on a Sunday night, early Monday morning. And you can leave your suggestions for a guest to invite at the end. And leave a like and don't forget to pass it on to all your mates. Cheers. <laughs>